All right, guys, our next guest is a wrestling legend, an MMA legend. And when he's not busy with, with many of his podcast duties at Rockfin, he's busy being Chase Hooper's father, former 1FC uh. and Bellator champion, fresh out of hip surgery. And with a new truck, Ben Askren, welcome to Submission Radio Bionic. Ben, how are you? Good, I'm doing well. I guess I got a lot of stuff going on, huh? Yeah, the hip, <laughs> the truck, and then there's you versus Michael Bisping for the Bionic Man belt, right? Sign us he up. He doesn't want any. I th- he got scared. He said uh, he doesn't want any. But but the purses were there, right? It was going to happen. It was official. If he wants it, I mean, I got a, <laughs> I got a year of recovery ahead of me, and then sure. It's got to be some kind of Olympic-style games that go on co-main event underneath the rematch between Masvidal and Nate Diaz. You know, before the BMF rematch, you've got to have the BMB rematch between Ben Asker <laughs> yeah. and Michael. Uh-huh. That, that's that's uh, pay-per-view money funny. right there. Uh, yes. let's, quick, let's quickly talk about the surgery, though, man. In all seriousness, how are you feeling? I know you used the crutches to get upstairs just before for our interview. You gave us a nice view of those. But how's the body feeling after the big surgery? Uh, okay, so I went down. I went down. <laughs> downstairs not not to be too good too picky um you know what i'm feeling great um i think i took my last pain pill last night i don't have very much pain associated with it anymore um and my flexibility is already significantly better than it was prior to surgery and i still have a lot of healing ahead of me so overall really good i a lot of back pain went away so um yeah it's all, all positive so let me ask you then if if it how, how many days are you out by the way from surgery well, they—I mean—they want you to take—they uh, want you to take a year off. Mm-hmm. Like, well, okay, they want you to take a year before you like go live in wrestling or do anything really, really hard. Okay, so you, UFC fifty three is out. Okay, we've we've eliminated that. But I, but I mean, like, it's only been a few days, and you're saying you've already got more flexibility. So how much different is it compared to? Well, a- I was just really—I was just really, really bad before. Mm. I mean, that—that's the issue, right? It was really—I was really limited by what my hip was doing. Um, uh, you know, I feel I'm on, it's been two weeks. I've been on crutches. They want you to be on crutches for six weeks. Um, I think I'm gonna have a hard time listening to the doctor's orders. Cause I feel like I'm gonna be kind of off them by then. But yeah, they really like. They say so. Obviously, you'd be precluded from wrestling or anything else. They don't want you to lift anything over 50 pounds for like a whole year. Oh. Um, yeah. So I, I they want they want you on a pretty strict protocol uh, to ensure that it does. Uh, you know, it does uh, heal all the way. It just doesn't seem like the right time to get a big truck. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? I, I love it. I mean, How I you get up there? So they also have me on no driving for right now, so I haven't driven at all. Uh, but I've been riding with my wife, and it's uh, I like it. You know, I, I've needed a truck for a while. I do a lot of uh, a lot of things on my property and build my disc golf course. And there's so many times over the I don't know the last year, two years that I really, really needed a truck, and I just you know, had to borrow a friend's or. Do something like that, um, and now I have one, so now I don't have to do that anymore. I'm sure the I'm sure the surgeons love love the video on Instagram as soon as they saw the truck. Ben, <laughs> don't drive anymore. Oh wait a minute, look at that thing. <laughs> look at this thing. <laughs> but I was I was wondering because oh, sorry, go on, man. Yeah, hopefully they're not on Instagram because they would. Well, I wasn't driving. I I wasn't driving. I did drive up and down my driveway. That was it. <laughs> nothing, nothing, you know, like, you know, I wasn't out on the streets or nothing. Mm. I was going to ask you, for some of us who have, in, who have had uh, big injuries before, we know what it's like to kind of put up with the injuries and then train through them and just get used to the pain and kind of forget what a normal feeling felt like. Now that you're feeling, you know, a little bit less pain, a little bit more flexibility, do you think back to those days when you were fighting with that bad hip and sort of 
how the hell you were able to get through those times and through those training camps with that kind of pain now that things are feeling a bit better? Um, you know, it was more, you know what it was more, it wasn't now, it was more like, um, you know, when I was coaching wrestling. So I, I chose to do the surgery in September because we're relatively busy in September, October. Um, you know, is, is uh, those are kind of our slower months. And I think that uh, I, I, if I wouldn't know Corona was coming, I would have done it right before Corona because I would have had a whole bunch of time off. But when I was, you know, in those other months, like, I couldn't wrestle with our guys. And I was, like, thinking, like, damn, I could barely wrestle with high school kids. Like, how, you know, I was literally competing at a world-class level less than a year ago. That was really stupid on my part. But I think when you're in the moment, you realize, hey, this is the opportunity I've been waiting many years for. I'm not going to whine and bitch. I'm just going to go do it. And that's what I did. Wow. I mean, not to sort of be cliche, but how different do you think things would have been, you know, maybe had you not had the hip issues or maybe had you gotten the hip surgery, you know, a few years earlier? Yeah, I, I don't really think about that because I don't mm. like thinking about things you can't change. You can't change it. it, it what happened, happened. And uh, and that's it. Mm. Well, it looks yeah. like it's it's still about a year away. The the doctors don't want you to be driving, let, it, well, let alone fighting. But I no, mean, no, I got no. It's only six weeks on the driving. Uh-huh. Okay, which well, that's going to be tough to listen to. Also, <laughs> Hulk Hogan was dropping uh, leg drops well after his twentieth back surgery. So I'm wondering when <laughs> can Ben Askren make a comeback to fighting? Can Ben Askren come back to the UFC? What do you think? Um. I do not anticipate making a comeback. You know, I said, well, I'll go like, hey, if, you know, they were to offer me the right fight for the right amount of money and I wanted to do it because I'm just training and enjoying myself, then I would do it. But I don't think fighting will ever be my full-time gig anymore. I've got a lot of things going on in my life that I want to pursue. And um, I kind of think it's kind of unhealthy to, uh, you know, pursue those avenues for too long into your life when there's other things you can do. Because mm. I know you said you basically said that on on Twitter, and you were doing sort of like a live thing on uh, I think Instagram as well. Would you ever consider? It sounded like you wanted to sort of take fights here and there, maybe if the right opportunity comes along. Would you be open to say fighting outside of the UFC? If say like some promotion, it could be any promotion, just said, Look. I can't fight. I'm in, I'm in a contract. I can't fight out of the UFC. Okay, well then we clarify that. Even if you wanted to, even some Russian promotions like Ben, big bag of money, you wouldn't be able to do that, right? No cannot mm. of course i believe of course what you're really talking about is this uh, grappling match with dylan dennis that the big ah, <laughs> I, think I, probably, I think i could probably do that i you know what i do want to i probably do some wrestling matches just to do something to get myself in shape and you know keep my weight under control i think that would be kind of fun mm. um and obviously you know i'm at the wrestling academy on a really regular basis coaching wrestling and i still enjoy it a lot so maybe that's something that's a possibility, more of a possibility. Mm. Well, we want to pick your brain about a few things. Uh, I'm just wondering, what are, what are the emotions going to be like for you this weekend? You've got Tyra Woodley, good friend of yours, and you've also got Gerald Mershart fighting as well. Two two people from uh, Rufus Sport. What are the emotions for you like when you watch their fights? Yeah, I was just... <laughs> I was nervous just wreck? Tyra yeah, uh, I don't know about ner- nervous wreck, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I really, really, really want Tyra to win. I mean... Not only because it's my friend, but I mean, Colby Covington is like the most annoying thing ever. So, um, golly, sure hope there's no way he wins. Well, we know you're on Team Woodley and not much of a fan of Colby, like you just mentioned, but sort of is as anyone, a pro- nobody is. 
it, well, it's interesting. There, there is an underground Colby Covington movement. We have noticed it on social media. There's a lot of people that kind of have become Ooh. fans of his. It's kind of turned around. It's kind of like a heel that turns face. You know, it's mm -hmm. kind of what happened to John Cena in the WWE. But <laughs> let me ask you this. How have you enjoyed the trash talk between these two? And how do you rate this sort of feud going into the fight? Would you rate it up there with some of the other sort of yeah. epic rivalries in the UFC in the past? Well, I think I think it could have been bigger and better had had we not had Corona, right? I mean, I was talking about the other day is how you know we haven't really got to see any of these fighters interacting with each other, um, and really it's ju it's just because like there's no interaction, right? That the UFC events are like the few fighters, the coaches, and that's it. It's not like there's a crowd and then there's press conferences, all the stuff's going on. Um, where they have way, way more interaction, so I, you know, I think it was a little played down because there's not as much interaction between the two. Mm. Do you do you find it strange that <clears throat> we haven't been really seeing these guys doing a whole lot of media lately? Uh, yeah, nobody just, is. Yeah, well, I mean, so, I mean, some fighters are still doing it. Some fighters are still willing to do interviews here and there. But I feel like Colby and Tyron specifically are just doing the UFC mandatory, you know, uh, obligations. Really? Yeah, I mean, for a fight that was built on trash talk, you were surprised about that. Yeah, I guess I, I didn't really think all that much about it, but I think, that, yeah, you, you're right. I haven't seen them doing a lot of different things. Um, it's interesting because, you know, people are expecting to see what kind of Tyron Woodley shows up, you know, this coming weekend. We've seen some, you know, not not the best performances from him recently, but of course, you know, he's a former champion, a very dangerous guy, a guy that you know a lot better than most of us. What kind of Woodley are you sort of expecting to see this weekend, especially after, you know, his recent, recent skid and performance against Gilbert Burns? Um, well, you know, Tyron's one of his biggest issues for, or for, you know, his competitive career, whether it's fighting or, or wrestling was he, he just doesn't pull the trigger. Sometimes he gets inside and he just think, thinks too much. He's really intelligent and he thinks a lot about it. And I think that was kind of what happened with the Gilbert Burns fight. Um, I know it's what happened with the Marty fight. And so I'm hoping that, um, you know, that gets fixed and he gets in there and lets his hands go. And if he lets his hands go, he should not cope it out. Mm. Do you think because, uh, it's a, pretty personal food do you think it makes it easier or harder to sort of let those hands go i guess easier from the perspective of like well he doesn't like this guy harder because there's a lot on the line here yeah um yeah i i, I see it both ways right it could be somewhere in the middle but you know it, it's just him like when he went on that streak he was really letting his hands go and he was getting tons of knockdowns uh and some knockouts and that's kind of what he's got to get back to mm. what do you I, I know like you you're not a big fan of colby as far as like the persona and stuff like that what do you think of him as as an actual fighter and his skills does he has he impressed you in his last few fights he does a good job he's got a lot of high volume um some pretty solid wrestling so yeah he does a pretty good job I mean, the big question here is how will the wrestling pl play out? A lot of people are saying a kind of, you know, both guys are good, so maybe this thing stays on the feet. Or do you believe this hits the ground? And if it does, who do you think has the advantage in the wrestling department? Both guys very good in the area. Yeah. I mean, I don't really foresee anyone having a strong wrestling advantage. You know, I mean, when I, I would say Colby's strategy is probably going to try to close the distance and push him into the cage. That's probably going to be what Colby tries to do, I would guess. Um, and so we'll see if he can be successful doing that or if Tyron's able to, you know, put a piece of him up as he comes in. I'm curious, what do you think is on the line for these, apart from the legacy and obviously, you know, the money and all of that that comes with it, what do you think is on the line for these guys if they win? Do you believe is the it, winner of this gets the next title shot or do you think um, somebody else might be still in line to do that after Gilbert Burns and Usman mix it up? I think it's the title shot next, don't you? I mean, who who else would go in there? 
Well, I was well, I was going to ask you, man, because there's a guy in in the division by Leon Edwards, by the name of Leon Edwards. He's no, on no a win streak. Leon, no one's putting Leon Edwards in there. Leon Edwards got to do a little more work first. What 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 is? You're one of the most entertaining guys to ever do it. You know, in in the UFC and the welterweight division. What would your advice be to Leon Edwards? He just can't get a fight. I mean, we were talking to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Why just is last he not week. fighting? Why is Leon Edwards not fighting anybody? I don't even I don't even know why. I don't know what the story is. No one wants to fight him. Stop. Why why, do you, re- why, not... why is there no upside? I what, thought what? he was quarantined in London or something. I don't know what he, deal he, he is. He can travel I mean... now. He he's free to travel. Theoretically. Okay, well then what's his problem? Get him a fight. Well that's the he thing. He to wanted fight. to fight Masvidal, and unfortunately that side wasn't too interested. Yeah, I so I don't know. I if I were him, then I so I did I didn't know what the deal was to be honest. I would say stop being picky because he's probably one of those. Well, I only want to fight this guy or this guy, and the UFC offers him someone else, and he says no. Um, you know, take it upon yourself, f- fight whoever they're giving you, and, and take it upon yourself to make yourself the big show. And that's something you know. He's one of those guys that says, well, I don't want to talk, but that that gets rewarded in the UFC. So it's like. You, you can act like you could do whatever you want, but then when it affects the reality of the situation, then you, you're, you're pissing and moaning about it when it's like, well, no, we know, we know how this game works. This game has a very specific way it works. The guys who can draw, the guys who can sell, uh, get promoted to the top really quickly. Is that necessarily fair from a competitive standpoint? Probably not, but it's probably also not going to change. Do you think the UFC made the right move by rebooking the Masvidal Diaz rematch over doing this Masvidal? That's not booked. Is it? I mean, it's targeted. It looks like it's going to happen. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not into Diaz uh, Masvidal again. I don't I don't think it was all that exciting the first time. Um, I'm not in for it. Number uh, number two. I, I personally would enjoy watching Masvidal Leon Edwards. It'd be a good matchup, mm. good for the division. I, I'm in for that one. Um, Masvidal doesn't seem to want it, and he probably doesn't want it because he sees Leon Edwards is not a big name. Um, and may- maybe the UFC doesn't want to pay him as much for that fight or something. I'm not sure. Do you reckon it's hard for Tyron Woodley if he wins this weekend to make a case for the title shot just because he's fought Usman no, and not at all. Burns before? No, not at all. He's fought a boast. To that. I-, I think that adds to the story. It's like, hey, let-, let, me- let me get that one back. You you got me once. I had a terrible performance. Um, and I want to get it back. Let me have it. And when you again, Leon Edwards is not going to title shot as is. That's for sure. Um, George Masvidal is probably unlikely he's getting one. Um, so I think it is the winner of Colby and Tyron for sure. Mm. Well, I think that's the good thing about fighting a guy like Colby, where you know this fight is going to have a lot of eyes on it. So if Woodley can win in spectacular fashion, he's right back in there. Uh, but I want to ask you about obviously Gerald Mershot, the man fighting Hamza Shemaev this weekend. And I guess one of the big controversies or narratives here is that Shemaev has a double booking. He's already technically scheduled to face Damian Maya next. And obviously people are yeah, overlooking. Yeah, it's great. You, you like it. You're a fan. Uh, yeah, I told Gerald it's great. It's, I mean, it adds to the story, right? Any any hype. You can steal someone else's hype. I mean, that that's for sure, right? So there's this st- hype behind Shemaev. Steal his hype. Make it yours. And, you know, I mean, maybe... You know, I know Tyre, uh, Gerald probably can't make welterweight, which is the Maya fight, so maybe just tell Maya to bump up or something. Um, I, I think that's the move for sure. Sort of preview the fight for us, you know, Gerald. Well, how do you see it playing out? A lot of people looking past him because, you know, Hamzad's got such big hype going into the fight. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think the hard part about it is, um, you know, we saw him, we saw him twice in, in the UFC. 
Um, but the first guy fought John Phillips. He's he's one and four in the UFC, so he was right very unsuccessful. And the second guy he fought uh, was a new addition to the UFC, so he he has not won a UFC fight. And so you know it's like okay, well he definitely smashed these guys. There's no doubt about that. But are these guys Gerald Mearshart level competition? And the the answer to that is is no, they're definitely not. So um, you know sometimes people can look great a, against guys who. Um, Art is good, and then when they step up in the level of competition, it's a lot harder. And so, you know, with I don't really know what to expect out of Shemayev. I know Gerald's really good; he's really tough. Um, but yeah, I don't know about uh, I don't, I don't know about Shemayev yet. Mm, I think some people sort of seeing it as a little bit disrespectful of him getting the Damien line, fight lined up possibly next. But you're a guy that knows Damien Maya well. I mean, let's say. You know, something crazy yeah. happens and, and Chimaev does win this weekend. Damien Maya, super dangerous guy. How would you see that matchup play out? Um, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's same. I think Gerald would be... Well, what, I don't know if Damien Maya would go up, so Gerald might have to call someone else out. Yeah, well, that I mean, that'd be fascinating given, like, the the fact that they've both got all those submissions. Gerald Mershart quietly got the... I think he's tied for the most submission wins in the division, um, how do you see, as far as Shemayev goes, how do you see him matching up with him, especially on the ground? Well, I, I think one of the things that, uh, Gerald's really hard to submit. He's really hard to control. He's, you know, he never wrestled, but it's fairly solid wrestling. Um, so, you know, one of the things I can see happening for sure is Shemayev comes out like a ball of fire and, you know, isn't able to do the damage and isn't able to get the submissions. And then, you know, Jared, Gerald starts taking over as the fight moves on. I, I could see that happening a hundred percent. And obviously a lot on the line for Gerald, but he gets the win here. You, you, you know, you know, star power better than most. I mean, do you believe yeah. this kind of puts a rocket on his back? He beats uh, Chimaev here, and oh yeah, big that'd be in the huge for Gerald after this. I mean, that would be huge if he could win this fight. Um, I couldn't believe how fast Chimaev took off. That was uh, that was wild. Mm, yeah. Um, we want to get out of your hair, Ben, because I know I believe you've got training in a second, so we'll let you go. I Just... don't have any training. I don't. Have tra- I, I'm going to train, train my kids. I don't know what they're I doing. I thought you were. The surgeon's watching. We have to lie. <laughs> I cannot train. I promise I cannot train. I thought you would go and then kind of like, you know, order people and be like, do this, do this better. So you're not even going to train today. Uh, well, I coach, so I coach practice Monday, Tuesday, I'm sorry, Monday, today's Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, great. Well, we've got you for another half an hour at least. No, just, just, just <laughs> kidding. Just kidding. Absolutely. Just a couple quick more, Ben. Uh, I wanted to ask you, obviously this Khabib versus Justin Gaethje fight, uh, while we're talking about Shemaev and sort of Khabib comparisons and stuff, I wonder how you see this fight going, um, because it's a very highly anticipated fight. I think it's fascinating. I, I'm very curious to see what happens. I think Justin's very clearly the best wrestler that uh, that Khabib has fought um, for a very long time. And then the number two on that is he hits really hard and he kicks really hard and everything he does is hard. And um, I am very curious to see how that plays out. I think he's got a decent chance of winning. Um, and, man, if Khabib's able to Khabib him, I will be very, very impressed. And lastly, Ben, before we wrap up, uh, two guys with massive star power fighting next weekend between Paulo Costa and Israel Adesanya. Very interesting feud there. You know, Israel uh, digging into the well again, some Stone Cold Steve Austin wipes out here in Melbourne when he jumped up on the cage with the double middle finger salute to Paulo Costa. Costa yeah. sort of playing along with it. Uh, how do you think this plays out? And how, how much how much does this sort of remind you of the old school pro wrestling feuds in a lot of ways? 
Uh, I like it because they're they're both giving it back to each other. Uh, I'm enjoying the trash talk. I like the fight a lot. Uh, from a competitive standpoint, it's great. They're both undefeated. Um, you know, Costa had the one really close. Well, I guess they both had the really close fights with Romero. Mm-hmm. So um, I think Adesanya is going to win. That's my feeling. Is he's just going to outstrike him. He's a little slicker. He's going to move a little better. Uh, that's my feeling. But I wouldn't be shocked if I get it wrong. Is there a heel in a face in this one? I feel like fans kind of love Costa. Fans kind of love Israel. It's like two fan bases colliding going into I kind of feel like people like Adesanya better, but, you know, again, I could be wrong on that. Mm. Do you think this could be a coming out party for, for say, I guess either guy, really? Paula could be the next yeah, Brazilian absolutely. superstar. This could be so big after his Romero fight for Israel as well. Yeah, Adesanya has another... Uh, the. the you know, the one time I feel like that Adesanya has missed with the crowd is that fight with Romero was lame. And he didn't admit it was lame. When he said, like, I effed up his leg. I mean, like, have you ever heard someone say that in your life? That You say, you sound ridiculous. Um, and that's, like, the only time I felt like he's missed. I felt like he should have been honest and just said, hey, man, the guy's got a lot of power. I had to fight strategically. I fought strategically. I won. That's the point of this whole damn thing. Hmm. It's funny because— you know? hmm. Tim Kennedy basically said the same thing to us, and I think um, I think that you got kind of in a way a vulnerable champion uh, makes this fight interesting because people can see either guy winning, um, as opposed to sometimes when yeah. you see guys that are just so dominant and you're like, well, don't really want to watch this fight. We know who's going to win. But there he is, guys. At Ben Askren, follow him on social media. You've got the Funky Crypto Podcast. He's got the Rudest Wrestling Podcast, the Funky and FRB Podcast, and the Askren Mindset. Program. I'm waiting for you guys. Listen, I'm waiting for you guys to come over to the Rockfin Network. Put your podcast on that. Um, the Rockfin Network's taking off. It's the best place for creators to put their content to make money. If you guys want to, I can explain it to you. I think Submission Radio would have a great home there, and you guys would be able to make uh, some really solid money. Can we drive convertible cars uh, once once we come over to Rockfin? Is that how it works? Well, I mean, I guess. Or at least a nice truck. Would- if that's what you'd like to spend your money on, then then I'm sure you could do that. But yeah, I think I think you guys have a great following. Um, it is number the number one place for content creators. I can explain it more in depth if you guys want to talk at a later point in time. And uh, we'd love to have you over there. All right, appreciate the offer, Ben. We'll uh, we'll definitely look into it some more and uh, tee up a little meeting in the in the future, Wolf of Wall Street style. You got it.